0: Hello and welcome to the Girls Run Club, the podcast for run-happy women who need a little help finding their stride. Hi everyone and welcome to the Girls' Run Club. This podcast is intended for the everyday runner who might be looking for some relatable insight into the world of running. In preparation for my first marathon, I will be here asking all of the questions we learner runners might need answered. In this series, I will be joined by various guests from every corner of the running community to discuss all things running. Now, let's break down all of those fancy running terms discuss the highs and the lows, and get stuck in to the next episode of the Girls' Run Club. Welcome back to episode 7 of the Girls' Run Club, where today I am joined by the lovely Levi, who you might know from our social media account, A Day With Levi. Levi has created a completely relatable platform where people can follow along and be inspired by all things food, fitness and good vibes. It goes without saying that Levi oozes positivity, and along with that, her down-to-earth nature and everyday girl aura allows for people to believe that they too can achieve some of the things that she has. I'm so excited to share the podcast with Levi, a girl who, just like me, first found her love for fitness in the gym, but quickly found herself lacing up her running trainers. So with that, let's get into today's episode. Right, so Levi, are you ready to get started? I feel like this one has been a really quick turnaround for me messaging you to us actually getting on the call. I know. I was like,
1: right, okay, you're free on Friday. Like, I was like, just like,
0: let's do it. Our Friday night podcast plans. I honestly feel like I was saying to my best friend the other day, my plans, from what they used to be like a few years ago, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they're monumentally different to what they are now.
1: No, literally, I'll be leaving the office and there's a guy at work and he always says, what are you doing this weekend? And he's like, let me guess, nothing. And I'm like, actually, I've got like a schedule of chores to do and I'm really looking
0: forward to it. For me just now, because I'm marathon training, yeah, my world has just tipped on its head. What's happened? I used to be out quite a lot and now I'm just like a sensible Sally. I feel like
1: that's a thing though in our generation. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's. I did a post about this recently. I don't know if it's who I follow, but more and more people are preferring not to drink. Not necessarily going fully teetotal, but yeah, preferring to go out and have a mocktail or like yeah, spending their weekends at like a cafe getting pastries, like rather than focusing it on going out and drinking. That's very much where I'm at. I'm in like my wellness girl era.
0: (laughs) Is it came out of nowhere or is it just me? Because I, I've been training, like strength training for I I'd done it properly for about seven years, but I would always, always I'd still go out on nights out. You know, I probably wouldn't take it as seriously as, you know, someone who's competing or but since I started running, my lifestyle outside of that has changed. So I don't know why. I don't maybe it's just I enjoy it. I enjoy it more and I want to spend more time doing it. I think that's probably it.
1: Yeah, and sometimes I feel like don't get me wrong. I do love going out with friends and like going out for someone's birthday or something. But I feel like when you wake up on Sunday and you just feel great and you can go out on a run or go to it's the best feeling.
0: (laughs) What's happened to us? What has happened? I'm so concerned for for me. No, I like it. I genuinely do like it. And I'm so glad that like my best friend and my friends surrounding, they've kind of hit the same stage at the same time. So it's perfect.
1: Honestly, I think it's a thing nationwide
0: <laughs> i'm so glad i'm so glad because i'd be billy no i'd get fomo i think if my friends were still going out you know oh no that's my
1: maybe not issue i don't get fomo <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is an issue being with my dog watching <laughs> film if people are out i'm like you enjoy yourself like but no i
0: don't get fomo <laughs> and that's a good thing that's good but that we've already clarified our friends are just as boring as us so we're okay <laughs> <laughs> we're okay um Levi is it true in saying that I have stolen your podcast virginity yeah when you messaged me I was like mm.
1: I'm all for pushing myself out of my comfort zone but I was like no nope, not doing it and then my boyfriend was like you're doing it basically said get a grip you've got to push yourself 2024 is the year we do things we don't want to do and we'll feel great afterwards so I was like, okay. I'm happy. I'm happy I'm doing it.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad for your boyfriend convincing you because I always get super nervous when I'm asking people to come on and I, I'm quite particular about who I will ask because, I, like I said to you when I was messaging you, I feel like the Girls' Run Club, I want it to be a certain vibe and I want it to be relatable and I want I want a mixture of experiences and people coming at health and fitness and running from different angles and I think you will make the perfect addition to this
1: oh I'm glad yeah that's my aim to just be as genuine and authentic yeah I'm. so I'm glad it comes across that way
0: I think it's important to kind of give you the floor a bit on the podcast and just for anyone who's listening who's maybe not seen your social media how did you come about starting your social media page Yeah.
1: So I have been saying for probably like three, four years, one day I'm going to start a fitness page. One day I'm going to start a wellness page. And I think everyone around me just got bored of hearing me say it and actually do it. So one day it was last, last July, I was walking home from work with my best friend and she, I mentioned it again and she was like, right, do it now. And I was like, what? And she was like, set the page up now. It was like a 40 minute walk home. She was like, we've got 40 minutes. So come on, chop, chop. So we were just walking down like by a canal and I'm just on Instagram, like setting up a page. Then I was doing it on TikTok. So by the time I got home, I had these accounts and I was like, oh no, now what do I do? (laughs) And then I just, I kind of just went with it. I just thought, what's the worst that could happen? Like if someone's going to laugh at me or like put it in a group chat, like, I won't know so no (laughs) it doesn't matter and or maybe no one will like and something amazing could come from it so yeah it kind of just started from there and at first it was more just I feel like I bombarded my personal Instagram page with photos of me in the gym yeah (laughs) but let's take it elsewhere to somewhere it's actually specific to health and fitness and yeah that's how I got started and then ever since then it's just kind of blew up which is amazing Um, and then I signed up for a half marathon and then that's when the running girl era began and I think people started to resonate with that and followed me for that as well.
0: Yeah, similar to you, I kind of started more gym side and then for some reason caught a running bug. I do not know who gave me it, but it is stuck and I cannot get rid of it. I absolutely love it. Do you still gym as much as you run or...? um yeah
1: it depends when I was half marathon training I obviously scaled it scaled the gym side back a lot um currently I'm injured oh, I'm not, no. literally I've mentioned that so many times to people around me as well so if they're listening to this they'll be like yeah we get it you're injured half marathon I'm doing my second half marathon in May with my boyfriend our friends and like all of our partners there's like a group of us going to Gothenburg in Sweden to run the half marathon so that'll be amazing so my training plan for that begins in three weeks so then I'll scale back the gym sessions and then focus more on running but when I'm not training for something it's very like run two days a week go to Barry's the hit workout class yeah second home I love it there And go to the gym as well I kind of balance them all
0: yeah I think that's good so you've not really got one that you would like prefer over the other Mm. she's thinking it depends what mood I'm in like Uh I'm about
1: to go on a run and I'll be like oh wish I was going to the gym but then when I'm on the run I'm like so glad I decided to come out on a run yeah like the feeling before going on a run
0: compared to afterwards is like it's the hugest change isn't it
1: yeah I basically do things really quick, quickly without thinking. And I went to the Adenilla Run Club with my friends in Manchester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was literally a five kilometre run. And we were like, loved it. Let's make it our entire personalities. It was the same friend, actually, that convinced me to set up. <laughs> I love this girl. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Um, she's Scottish as well, actually. <laughs> That'll be why. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, we were like, oh, this was fun what's the next step? Let's sign up for a half marathon after one five kilometre run. That's all it takes. And then literally within three days, the training plan began and then,
0: yeah. That was it. How long did you give
1: yourself to train for the half? 12 weeks was the plan. Yeah. We didn't we didn't aim for a specific time. We were just like, let's just finish it. Like that would be an achievement. And then on the day, don't, again, me just doing things in the spirit of the moment, we were like, Let's follow the sub two hour pacer, not trained at a sub two hour pace at all. <laughs> and then he ended up getting, I think it was like one hour 58 and something. That's unreal. The adrenaline on the day just like carries you. Yeah. The training. I mean, I'm not saying don't train if you're going to do one, but like on the day, it feels completely different to when you're training for it.
0: Yeah. Like- Obviously you've, you've done your training plan and I think 12 weeks is a good I think you need a 12-week plan if you've never done that distance before, I think. I would say so. Some people are different if you've got that, you know, like that natural ability. Did you, in school and things, have that kind of natural athletic ability or were you the one that was like writing the notes and PE to get out of it? I
1: feel like I was a mix of both, actually. Like I was the athletic one that would like come first in sports day and be really competitive and I'd be doing like gymnastics and netball. Like I was doing everything outside of school. But then as I got older to like, when you were like doing your GCSEs when I was like 15 or 16, I probably would be the person that would be writing the notes to get out. Yeah. I was naturally good at it. But yeah, I was a bit of a geek at school.
0: I'm trying to get a picture of it. So before that 5k Adenola run, mm-hmm. no run before that at all.
1: I ran in the first lockdown during COVID. Do you know when everyone started doing the, everyone was running 5k. Like the couch to 5k or... Oh, no, that's like the one where you put the yeah. five. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I can't remember what it was called.
1: Yeah. And I hated it. Like, I hated the run. And I I realized that it was because, no, actually, so I did that. And then my brother was like, right, let's start running together. Like, we've got nothing to do. We'll run. Trying to keep up with him. I can't even remember the time, but it would get to the end of this 5K and I would, like, have to hold in my sick. Like, he was making me run that fast. And that I realized that I didn't actually hate running. I was just essentially sprinting five kilometers. And you that's hate your me. brother. Yeah. He ruined my running experience. <laughs>
0: so
1: then, when I did the 5K with Adano old Run Club and it was at a more comfortable pace, I was like, oh, okay. Running is great when you're not killing yourself to like beat yeah. a specific time. So that's why I always preach on my socials like if you're starting to get into running like my number one advice would be just get out like don't look at your pace don't try and aim for like a sub 20 minute 5k like just go at
0: what feels comfortable when I'm kind of posting on my social media and things I'm so conscious of posting times Hmm. my pace and things because I know myself that at the start when I I've only been running for a year However, at the very beginning, I'd look at people and how the hell are they doing that? I would just in- instantly compare my time to everyone else's, and I think the more I've got into it, I know what an easy run is, things like that. And it, you can't just flat out compare yourself to everyone else because you don't know, like you yeah. don't know what they're training for or how they were anticipating on running that day. But I'm always like, should I post times? Should I just keep the times off Instagram? altogether I think that's a difficult one to figure out. Do you know
1: what I've never actually thought about it like that like I just always post my time and I think it's because naturally I've accepted like there's people out there that are so much faster than me I'm never going to make that pace Mm -hmm. and I'm okay with that that's a good point actually that I've never thought to how others might because others might feel that about When they see my runs and like, oh, how's she running that fast? And compare themselves. But yeah, you're right, you can't compare. I also think it's a lot down to genetics.
0: I think so, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, we all hate to admit it, but like you can train so much, but I'm sure I mean I don't know the science behind this, so someone correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, it's I think I think genetics is a lot to do with it. Yeah. And obviously how much you've run in the past and, and but that's not to say that you can't be a runner because everyone's a runner, in my opinion. If you go out and run, you're a runner.
0: Yeah, I've seen you say that before, and it's it is it's so true. It doesn't matter how many times you say that to people. Like, yes, you can. Like, you could run. You could 100 run. Yeah. People do not believe it. It's to say what is a runner? Like, if you put your trainers on, lace them up, get outside,
1: and even if you're literally going slightly above a walk, you're running. Yeah exactly runner like there's not a thing that says you're only a runner if you go like faster than a certain pace yeah
0: I don't know about you but I think more people have a negative feeling on like towards themselves on what they can and can't do people say to me all the time like oh I don't know how you do it I could never do that and that's such a shame. I have people that are more negative towards themselves than positive. When I was a personal trainer, afraid to go in the gym, like, oh, I could never go in by myself, things like that. And then once I started my run club, it's people like, oh, I've been dying to come along, but like, I couldn't do it. And it's, yeah. it's only until you put yourself out there far enough to go for the first time and prove to yourself that you can do it, that you're like, Okay, and then it gets a bit easier, it gets a bit easier, it gets a bit easier. And then I, like I would urge everyone to just give it a bash. Yeah, I definitely recommend run clubs for but I I agree.
1: Going to a run club by yourself, like can give you the shivers because it's like, oh God, how awkward. Like I'm turning up by myself. Yeah. I guarantee there's multiple people turning up by themselves. Like the amount of people that make friends at run clubs is like incredible like the community of run clubs that I see on social media and I just think if you if you do want to go and you are afraid to go I get that but there will be other people by themselves that yeah the same and then you might meet them and then you're going to become besties
0: yeah and that's so true I've made such good friends in my run club it's obviously benefiting my run it but the biggest thing I've taken from it is the friendships that have been formed and not even just with me, but I see other little pockets of friendship groups happening within it. And that melts me more than anything else. I think I'm like, that's so nice because if you find someone that you feel comfortable enough with and that's kind of working at the same level as you, they don't even have to be. But if you've got that person you can go out on then other runs with, that's so good. And that's like the biggest motivator you could possibly get.
1: Yeah exactly so basically anyone
0: that's listening to this and is thinking about joining a run club go. (laughs) 100% 100% I wish that I could be in. like I've got people on Instagram and things and who listen to the podcast from here there and everywhere and I'm from a town called Dumfries so I'm quite out of it but I just wish I could be like Glasgow, Edinburgh or places that are more central so that I could get these people that message me and they're like, oh, I wish I could come. them. I'm so far away. I'm like, I'm going to just make three of me and like, we all made it in different places. I'll actually say it because there are run clubs out there that are more intimidating than others, I would say. I understand that there's run clubs for different things. Like the yeah. girls run club is purely social and I aim to attract every, the everyday runner, but more so I probably get the people who haven't put one foot in front of the other ever before. And I know there's other clubs that <laughs> they consist of more experienced runners and that could be a massive... A lot more intimidating than... Yeah, there's different kinds of run clubs out there. Probably walk up to any run club and everyone would be very welcoming. But it's just a hard one because before I started running, I, I understand why people say it because I would have thought of a running club as like, oh, like, terrifying.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's a perception that it's very clicky and you'll turn up and you'll be like the gooseberry by yourself. But that's, I mean, I've been to a few run clubs and that's never been the case. There's never been anyone stood by themselves or like looking lost.
0: no. And I think people get the fear about because you're obviously running. If it's not on the track and you're out for like a road run, there's the fear of always getting left behind or being the last one and and being like a mile away from the front of the pack. And I understand that too. But if it's in like I, I believe the majority of run clubs will be like mine and the the other run clubs that I've attended, no one gets left behind. There's always a run club leader. Or you know, like a sweeper at the back, so that there's not you're not just like lost and you don't know where you are. <laughs>
1: oh, imagine someone in that situation. Yeah, that I've never
0: seen that happen. There's always no. somebody at the back. Yeah. So what's what's your opinion? I'm curious to know because I know that you run and you've been to run clubs and you're also a gym a gym gal. Do you see any difference whatsoever in gym? community to running community that's a good question (laughs) I'm stumped (laughs) over that one guys yeah yeah I agree I
1: feel feel like because there's run clubs and things like that I feel like the running community is more what's the word not well known more of a thing in person Like I feel like the gym community is very much online you don't get a gym club where like people all turn up and we all do the same work unless you're going to a specific workout class the the running club the running community is just more of a thing I would say yeah so wholesome and everyone online and offline they're just lovely and support each other and I just think I think that's one of the main things as well why I caught the running bug because I started posting about it on social media and like, then you start following other runners and then like you all start talking and it's just, I didn't get that prior to becoming a running girly.
0: Yeah. And I think I know what you mean. It's like you rock up to the gym and the majority of the time it's more of an individual activity, isn't it? When you go out a run, I think. If you're anything like me, I'm always kind of looking out for someone to come with me. And I think because it is more endurance based work, it's so good to have a buddy because it passes the time quicker.
1: Yeah. And I love those runs when you're going at a comfortable pace. So you just chat the entire time. Yeah. And then then you get a coffee and a pastry because obviously you have to do that if it's a weekend run. So, yeah, I love that. But then I also do love through the week going to the gym in the morning before work and just having that time with my headphones on.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And I really, really wish that I hadn't lost the gym bug because for a minute there, I completely lost it. So when I was tra- training for my first half marathon, I honestly had not entered a gym for about seven months. I
1: was going to say, how did you not get injured? <sighs> I don't, I luck, maybe, (laughs) I don't know. Just because you once loved the gym and had the gym bug and now you don't, like, and that's not to say in future that you won't. Like, I I think, I think
0: that's fine. My body has changed a huge amount. I cannot even tell you, like, without me trying, from dropping the strength training, obviously there's going to be some difference. The amount of muscle mass that I've lost is just, honestly, to say I feel like the gable end of a crisp but like sometimes like I just feel like I'm bored and I'm not mad about it I'm not because I have just completely stopped Jesus Christ Alex please get yourself back in there. it's not a bad thing but the shift in my body like the way my body looks has been massive from
1: lifting weights to, to not I feel like my legs are different I mean, it makes sense, though, because you're obviously plodding for, like, kilometre after kilometre. Um, but that's the main difference I've noticed. Mm-hmm. I do still gym alongside,
0: so I guess it won't be as much of a... Yeah. It's <laughs> When you've done the gym and then you've moved on to a different sport, it's not only the sport alone that changes. The nutrition thing that comes along with it is huge.
1: Oh, my God. When I was training for my half marathon... I could not stop eating like I mean I always think about food I'm such a foodie but like every half an
0: hour I'd be like right what's my next snack? What are we on now? Yeah (laughs) I know I'm the same I actually put up a story about it the other day um I couldn't stop I could not stop eating.
1: I feel like when you're when that happens I'm like honour your body like you're clearly hungry your body's telling you you're hungry I saw a post I don't know who did it the other day and she was like having lunch at ten thirty. because why do we follow times for specific meals like if if you had your breakfast at like 7 a.m and you're hungry at half 10 and you want your lunch why have we like drilled it into ourselves that that's not okay like who decided what time you can have lunch like just eat if you're hungry yeah and- that's so true okay. I can't remember who shared it, but I was
0: like, Yeah, maybe I'll start having lunch at 10 a.m. Sometimes you just need to have lunch at 10 a.m. Yeah, and I've turned into a ravenous monster since running these long distances.
1: Running like burns so much calories, so you need your body
0: needs more than it usually would. So. I think for me, and I've said it on the podcast before, but when I was going to the gym. Um, and training you know like four or five times a week I wouldn't think about food as much as a source of fuel obviously it is but while I've gotten into running I'm thinking right you must get up at this time so that you can fuel yourself for like a few hours before you go that is such a healthy place for me to be in terms of eating and the relationship with food
1: yeah yeah I feel like in the last two or three years, I've really solidified my relationship with food. And I think it's from, I don't track calories anymore. Like I was obsessed with my fitness pile to the point I would weigh the food to the gram. And if it was like one gram over, I'd be like, right, let's just put that grain of rice back in. Like at the time didn't notice it, but now I've realized how obsessive it was. Um, And I got so obsessed with, can you see my abs today? Can like, and it just got so toxic. I think it was mainly when I was living. So I studied Spanish and French at uni and I did a year abroad. So I went to Paris and then I went to Barcelona for six months. So I was, it was summer. I was constantly in a bikini, constantly like with my friends, taking photos and I became so obsessed with how my body looked and going to the gym to the point I would go to the gym for that long that my friends would text me and be like, where are you? Like, are you coming home? You've been there for like two hours. Like it just looking back, I don't know how I didn't see that that was an issue. Whereas if I compare it to now, I'm like, I go to the gym and run literally for my mental health. And for enjoyment, rather than being like, how many calories can I burn?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, that's how my, uh, how my mentality toward food and working out has just yeah been really healthy over the last couple of years, and I'm so happy with the place that I'm at with it now. Yeah.
0: It's something that so many people struggle with. I said to Levi before we started filming um, that after my podcast episode with Emma Mailer. I had so many messages from people just saying, you know what, that was a really great episode because um, I suffered with this or sometimes I feel a, lo- a little bit like this and that. It's so scary, actually, to think of how many, just how many people suffer with the relationship with food. Obviously, food's the most important thing ever, but to have an unhealthy relationship with it, that that's a scary thing.
1: It literally takes over your life because... It would get to a point where my friends would be like, oh, should we go out for tapas tonight? And I'd be like, hmm, what have I ate today? Like, do I deserve it? Like, yes. Like Looking back now, I just want to go back and tell myself, go out for tapas. Like, not to get deep, but we literally have one life. And I'm like, if you spend even 10% of your life worrying about food and calories, that's so much time wasted, like for something that doesn't really matter. No. Like, unless you're binge eating consistently day and day and day, like you're not really going to change much about your body. If that's your main worry, for, um, which I'm guessing is why most people are obsessed with. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm happy that I've now got to a point where I'm not checking the calories on the back of a packet. I'm just like, no.
0: if
1: I want it. I'll have it. But at the same time, I do live about ba- like a balanced life and a balanced-, yeah. balanced diet. So it's everything in moderation, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, as long as we're not obsessing over it.
0: But it's so easy to do that. I wouldn't say that I've ever had an unhealthy relationship with food. However, back when I did strength train, I did always find myself looking at myself in the mirror and I was obsessed with losing body fat in order to like allow my muscles to appear closer to like the surface of my skin. A leaner look. That can drive you mental to try and get that way. And also for a woman to get that way, it's... So much harder than a male, and you can be bashing out four or five really intense strength training workouts in the gym and eating healthy and still not appear like that for a. Yeah, and it's also
1: really hard to maintain. So, say if you do get to that point, and then it's like, well, what now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? like you've just got to then maintain an unhealthy, healthy. yeah, an unhappy lifestyle. Wait, like that's not life, in my opinion. I think that especially because I'm such a big foodie, like I revolve everything around food. I when we when we leave for work, it will be like 8 a.m. And my boyfriend's like, so what's for tea? What are we having for dinner? And I'm like, I want to react and be like, it's only 8 a.m. But really, I already know because I've planned for the entire week.
0: <laughs> You're like, I I know, I can tell you. Menu. So bit from this, isn't it?" Do you think there was a main factor that helped with that mindset switch from being a little bit like obsessive with your weigh in and your My Fitness Pal app to how you are now? Was there something that kind of triggered that change or?
1: Friends and family, I would say. I when I did come back from my year abroad, I remember my stepdad was like, Levi, that's like, I'm worried. And like them words, I'm worried. I was like. It kind of like in the face. I was like, okay, yep, yeah, maybe I've taken this too far. And that wasn't to say though that when I got back, I was like, right, flick the switch. I'm now. It was a very long process, but I guess the thing that changed. I deleted my fitness pal. That was yeah. I was like, no, we don't need you. You're taking up too much storage in my mind and my yeah. phone. Yeah, and I just, I guess it's the un- when you don't know, and my body wasn't changing. Well, not that I could notice, maybe it was, but like to my eye. And I was, I felt the more, sorry, the less that I tracked, naturally I was probably eating more and I could run faster. I could lift more in the gym. Like the benefits that came from it, not even just mentally, but like what I could do physically.
0: Yeah.
1: Outweighed anything else of weighing my food to Mm. the ground.
0: It's one of those really sensitive subjects that everyone I bet goes through to a certain degree. If I could give any advice on that, it is honestly to not count your calories. I just couldn't I couldn't allow it for my clients to do it because I know the numbers, the way and out, the how how many calories do I have left? It didn't like coincide to what I believe in as a person. Yeah,
1: but I think as well, you get used to what like your maintenance level without actually tracking calories. Like I probably, without even realizing, eat the same amount of calories every single day because I'm just used to what my body needs. Yes. I really need to. Tr- I mean, I, I'm not bashing like being in a calorie deficit. I get that that can help you get to your goal weight if you're wanting to lose fat but it's just the my issue was the obsessiveness over it yeah um, and just constantly like checking my abs every day in mm-hmm. the mirror like just looking back I'm like <laughs>
0: why I think maybe we're steading away from it a little bit now but you don't always have to be on a fitness journey and you don't always have to be on a diet I feel like a lot of people think if they are not on a diet and losing weight that they are failing or they're being lazy. And that's the way that I used to think. However, running has changed that tune in my head. It's always, yeah, I agree. Free long run meal just hits different. I'm like, give
1: me a bagel, give me some oats, give me a banana. If going to make me run the longest and fastest,
0: give me it. I still love to pack my meals full of nutrients and things that is going to give you the best chance to perform well at the sport that you love doing like give yourself the best chance by fueling yourself enough but with the right things
1: yeah no I completely agree I feel like I love meals where afterwards I'm like I feel like really fulfilled like I feel good about myself it's made me yeah yeah so it goes back to the balanced diet and everything in moderation I guess
0: and I think it's lovely that you've been able to touch on that because I know you're open about it and you have been open about it in the past on your page and I think people need to hear it coming from people that you might just look at and think wow like they've really got their shit together but at at some point you've struggled as well
1: yeah no one's posting the shitty stuff behind the scenes. No, and also I still don't have my shit together in other areas of life. So, <laughs> might have nailed the relationship with food, but like, but who does? Who has their shit together a hundred percent? Exactly, and it, then it goes back to the point of don't compare yourself because what you're comparing, you're comparing what you see on social media, and that's not a hundred percent. Yeah, these snippets of someone's
0: day or someone's life so yeah so Levi in terms of your running Mm -hmm. you done a 5k and then you done your first half marathon and what an amazing time we're not all time obsessed I feel like running a half marathon is just such an achievement in itself and I know you're doing another one in May have you got any goals in mind for the next one that you're doing Yeah. I've
1: my one of my friends is a running coach so he's created me a plan it's a lot more specific this time I feel like last time was very like I got it off the internet I mean there's some great ones on the internet it clearly works but this is very like separated into different runs and yeah I could have never have created that myself but we're aiming for sub one hour 55 I can't believe I'm saying that out loud because now if it doesn't happen I'll be like but that's fine if it doesn't. But that's the goal. And then other running goals. I feel like I need to do a marathon. I need to get it out of the system. <laughs> but uh, if I do do one, I want it to be... I'd actually like to go back to Barcelona and do it there. I feel like that would be such a full circle moment.
0: Like Such a shout. Yeah. Can we just put it out onto the universe here that Levi will do a marathon? And it will will be in Barcelona. Yeah, so maybe one day. Maybe you've been a bit like me, where I'd done a couple of half marathons and I was like, okay, marathon time. What's the next big thing? But prepare yourself, Levi, to be hungrier than you were in the half marathon training plan. Oh my gosh. Great for me, though, as I say. The more food, the better. (laughs) Yeah, and that is a full circle moment. So I think it's always interesting... um, how do you prepare? How are you, what are you going to do differently from your first half to your second half in terms of, obviously your training plan you've said is slightly different. Is there anything in terms of your kind of training in the gym and your nutrition leading up and then fuel enduring that you're going to do differently this time?
1: Um, one thing I'm definitely, definitely going to do is more like single leg plyometric like in the gym. I didn't do that last time. mm mm-hmm actually get injured training for the half marathon nor did I feel an injury drawing it it was when I came to do my first run afterwards was when I felt the injury Um, and I recently posted about this I went to my physio last weekend and he said that there's nothing sinister there's nothing wrong with my knee like if anything he was like it's moving really great like you can still squat and everything he said I think your issue is I was actually really offended. He was like, I don't think your glutes and your quads are strong enough. And I was like, as a gym girl, that's that strength strength? <laughs> and he was like, no, I mean, like you're not doing like jump work and, and like single leg. And that's yeah. what's going to support your running um, and help your legs prepare. So mm-hmm. that is definitely, I'm incorporating at least, I've started that, I did my first session the other day. That's going to be like, a session once a week yeah just jumping about the place I was such an ick. I was literally just like pogo hopping around the gym and I was like oh, I hope no one's I feel like people were looking at me I mean they definitely weren't because no one's looking at anyone no. else at the gym apart from themselves but like I just looking I messaged my friend like if you were here right now you'd probably not be friends with me I'm just like pogo hopping around the gym like even I'm not getting injured I'll carry on.
0: I don't care. One thing you're changing is you're going to pogo stick around the gym. Yeah. You're going to give yourself the egg. Um, So what, el- what else are you going to change? What are you, like, fueling during? I had... Do you mean during the actual half
1: marathon? Yeah. I had the I've, I tried a bit of my friend's gel. Weren't for me. The taste was fine. It was just the consistency. So I got, like, the... I like chews and they were like jelly baby consistency. Mm-hmm. You take them like every 20 minutes. I can't remember the brand. Velofort.
0: 40 they're great.
1: Velofort, yeah. I think that's a Spanish word, actually. I should have pronounced that correctly. But anyway, um, no, I think that's right. Imagine if any Spanish lecturers listening to this. Panel.
0: I'm going to out you. Did you like the chews or you didn't? Yeah, I'm going to have them again this time around. Yeah, Veloforti is all naturally sourced ingredients as well. So it's like anyone's got a dicky tummy and can't stomach the gels. I feel like that's a good brand to go with. Yeah, the consistency of gels just weren't for me. Mm -hmm. So you're going to fuel during it with those this time around, do you think?
1: Yeah. And then I can't remember how I fueled before last time. I think it was just a classic big bowl of oats, probably some peanut butter. And then afterwards I went for a massive pizza because you've just got to do that really haven't you yeah it's
0: like an unwritten rule isn't it
1: my parents came to watch as well so I brought them for pizza it was a very cute moment
0: oh with the running thing and for anyone who's listening who has that kind of fear or doubt and you just think I'll never be able to do that you just learn as you go oh yeah we're all winging it yeah everyone is winging it and I feel like when you show up to a race you think everyone around me here are they're all pro athletes and I'm the I am like all the gear no idea here but everyone is learning as they go and that's all you can do you can ask people and get advice from people around you but it's not until you actually put your race number on or go out for that long run or do a speed training session that you will encounter things that will change you and then change up how you do your next run. That's all you can do.
1: Yeah, exactly. And just learn this as well.
0: Yeah, you've absolutely just got to learn from your mistakes. That's all we can do. Okay, Levi, Mm -hmm. at the end of every Girls Run Club episode... I ask the five golden questions and I say it every time, but this is my favourite part of the podcast. And the first one is, could you recommend me a product in and around the running scene that you like? And
1: I think people think that this is doesn't work or that it's over marketed, but I love the Pure Sport, the freeze roll on. Whether it's a placebo or not, I don't know, but it works. (laughs) Like if I rub that all over my legs before a run and then afterwards, I notice a difference in how my legs feel during the run compared to if I don't. Yeah. I would say it is a bit pricier, Mm
0: -hmm. but I think it's worth it. Pure sport, freeze, roll on. I have tried it before, actually. If it is a placebo, placebos work. Yeah. Yeah. It it can't be. No, because they wouldn't be able to sell, like, if it it wasn't made to
1: work, why would they sell it?
0: I think maybe what it is and where people come at it from is it's not a long-term fix thing. It's it's not supposed to be. You can't just rub it on your legs and then magically you'll never get injured again. Yeah, like this is like a six-week block of physio I'm rubbing on on my knee
1: right now. Yeah, it's just the managing the pain... Not the pain, the discomfort,
0: if you have a slight niggle, draw in the run. Yeah, and it is, it's good, I've used it myself, so that's a good one. Um, Okay, question number two, and I think I might know the answer to this one already, just by what we've spoken about, but could you tell me what your post-run guilty pleasure is?
1: The pizza was just up after the half marathon. I could probably demolish, maybe I'd just do half or three quarters, but the Tony's Chocoloni, the salted caramel Oh my god. I need to try it now. Actually, I found out today it's not Tony's Chocolony, it's Tony's Chocolonely.
0: Ooh. Never mind. <laughs> but yeah. Is that because you're supposed to eat it like alone? So the whole thing?
1: <laughs> That's how I'm taking it. <laughs> I guess meal wise, anything carby, so yeah. Peace I love bagels. Like a loaded bagel with like chicken, bacon.
0: That's very American of you. Yeah, I do. We love bagels in this house. So what you're telling me is post-run guilty pleasure is anything under the category food.
1: (laughs) Yeah, with a few carbs in there.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. That's the same as me. So, okay. Question number three is could you recommend to me a podcast to listen to? This one? (laughs) You know what? I am... Not,
1: I don't really listen to that many podcasts I'll be completely honest I've only just forced myself to start reading because I'm like I can't constantly be on my phone I need to to distract my brain one that I have a podcast that I have listened to does it need to be fitness related or just anything no is it called is it now called newlyweds with Sophie I think so yes Uh I've heard bits of that I really enjoy when I see like the snippets of them too
0: yeah, they're so funny. That's a good one. And then I think also season one, episode seven of the Girls Run Club. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. So that could, that's a great recommendation too. <laughs> okay, I want you for question number four to give me a piece of expert advice for people running their first half marathon. Be consistent. Never miss a run even if you feel unless you're poorly
1: and you need to postpone it but even if you feel like I really 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 don't want to go the weather's awful there's nothing I want to do less yeah just do it because I honestly think that I got the time that I did in my first half marathon I obviously didn't find it easy but I think that it went well because I literally didn't miss a run in my yeah plan and I think if you do need to miss one just push it out later in the week but just make sure that in that week you do the amount of runs on your plan would be my biggest advice.
0: Yeah I think that's a very sensible piece of advice and it's like solid you know because that everything else can go wrong around you but if you remain consistent or or as consistent as you can be with your training runs you've got that base to, to do well on that day or that event
1: also gives you the confidence on the day that you're about to start and you think I literally couldn't have done anything else so if something if I can't finish it for whatever reason or some I don't get my the time that I want you can say to yourself well like I did I've followed the plan I was consistent yeah. that's I could have
0: done so I feel like from that point of view as well yeah I think that's a good one and question number five is a scenario-based question. So you are about to set off on a 21-kilometre run and you can only put one thing in your running vest apart from water. What would your one thing be? Have I already got my headphones in my ears? Nope.
1: Would it be headphones? Oh, sweet. Well,
0: well, you would need to put your... Then you would have to choose your phone.
1: Oh, my gosh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Like... Not Percy Pigs. I've tried to run, I don't know what your thoughts with this, with Percy Pigs and they just get stuck to the roof of my mouth. I feel like (laughs) I'm (laughs) like... So maybe like a jelly baby or something.
0: Yeah. I feel like a jelly baby is a classic Mm -hmm. runner's sweet choice. Percy Pigs have came onto the scene. They burst into the scene and a lot of people use them. I don't, I, I can't with the Percy Pigs for the same reason as I'm like paining them like with my teeth and I'm trying to eat them, effort
1: like you're running and I'm like I just want to be able to eat it. Like yeah, thinking about it,
0: yeah. So you're you would go with sweets.
1: Yeah, I'll probably think
0: about this question in like three hours' time. But like I've changed my mind. The majority of people see some sort of like sweet treat to get them through like the longer run. But Levi, that wraps us up for season one episode seven of the girls run club and i always say this to everyone but i genuinely mean it when i i can't thank you enough for coming on and giving me your time to be on today's episode and it's gonna be such a good one and i cannot wait for everyone to hear it
1: thank you for having me i'm glad i came Push myself out of my comfort zone.
0: Yeah, I am so glad that you decided to do it because you've made a cracking guess and I hope now that you'll go on and do some more. Have you enjoyed it? I have. Good. Well, okay, I hope you have a good day. You too. Okay, see you soon. Thank you to all the amazing listeners who chose to invest their time in today's episode. If you like what you heard, please make sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review, and most importantly, recommend the podcast to friends and family. To keep updated, head over to the podcast Instagram profile at the Girls Run Club. But for now, I thank you again for tuning in and look forward to seeing you next time on the Girls Run Club.